Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Second and ten. Holds back again. He's looking. He's looking. He's pumping. He is going deep. And is it a touchdown? I'm awaiting the signal. It is. It is. Touchdown. It goes all the way down. A 22-yard touchdown to Clement. What a great throw by Nick Foles. How about that, Mike Sielski? <laughs> I, I remember sitting in U.S. Bank Stadium watching that play and thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe Nick Foles tried to make that throw, yeah. let alone that he made that throw. Yeah, think about the heroes of that Super Bowl. Nick Foles, Corey Clement. Right. Immortals here and Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, like all these guys. It was so great. And today is the fifth anniversary, which is why we play that highlight. Good morning, everybody. With Mike Sealski, I'm Glenn Acknow. It's a brisk. Well, it's more than brisk. It's it's a, it's a freezing morning. In the I Valley. can't wait to get on that plane to Phoenix tomorrow, just uh, for the weather. I'll enjoy yourself. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we got so much to talk about as the Eagles are one week away from playing in Super Bowl Fifty Seven, where we are in the very unusual position of them being favored. Uh, but first off, really good news uh, dropped last night. I don't know if people have heard it yet, but the Eagles re-upped Jeff Stoutland, offensive line coach and uh, running game coordinator, to a multi-year contract to stay in Philadelphia. Apparently some other teams had approached him about becoming their offensive line coach. Mike, I, I don't think you're going to disagree with me. This is obviously really good news for this team. This guy is one of the best position coaches that I could name in the history of football. He has hey, Jeff Stoutland University. Yep. And the timing of it a week before the Super Bowl, right? Everybody gets a lift by that. The the testament to how good a coach Stoutland is is that Nick Sirianni is the third head coach with the Eagles that he has worked under. He came here with Chip Kelly. He worked under Doug Peterson, and Sirianni kept him on staff. And you know, it's interesting, Glenn. I went up to Staten Island, where Statlin is from, on Thursday. I'm doing a, a piece on him for the Inquirer that'll be out next week. And it's rare that an assistant coach in the NFL becomes a cult figure in his, in the city where the team is. But Statlin has become that. Uh, the way the offensive linemen speak of him, uh, the way the Eagles have done so much to try to keep him here and retain him here. Uh, it is. This is nothing but good news if you're an Eagles fan. It's rare that a lead columnist for a major metropolitan newspaper does a column leading up to the Super Bowl on a position coach. Yeah. But so that's, I look forward to that. It's There's can some you, interesting anecdotes out you, there. Can you share the one? I, I, I don't that's want okay. you to blow your column. No, but. it's okay. It's a, it's a great anecdote, and it'll be, in the, it'll be in the piece. So I spoke to, one of the people I spoke to was Stoutland's uh, college roommate and teammate at Southern Connecticut State. 
Uh, and he told me that when he and Stoutland were in freshman year anatomy class together, they would diagram football plays on the top of their desks, but they wouldn't use a pen and paper. They would use M&Ms. And the small regular M&Ms were the skill position players, the quarterbacks, the running backs, and the wide receivers. And the bigger peanut M&Ms were the offensive and defensive linemen. And if uh, the play unfolded and a skill position player was going to get hit, uh, they would crunch that M&M <laughs> and, and talk, eat it. Yeah, and talk about how you know one of the peanut guys missed the block. I love that. Like that. That's great. Yeah. I can't. I look forward to that story, and it is great news about Stalin. All right, uh, Mike. When I used to do the show with Ray Dinger on a regular basis, and by the way, Ray's joining us at noon today. We're going to have Ray kind of break down Eagles versus Chiefs, uh, and Seth Wickersham, the senior writer for ESPN, is going to join us at eleven. We'll talk Eagles. We'll talk. He wrote the book on Brady and the Patriots, so we'll talk about the Tom Brady, the latest in what may be a series of retirements. But Ray and I used to do a feature called Dumb Things People Said This Week, Mm -hmm. where I would play something for Ray and he would slap himself in the forehead and go, I knew Skip Bayless when he wasn't. (laughs) Can I just say I'm glad I was never the subject of that segment. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. Anyway, there were many nominees this week, and I want to start with Julian Love of the New York Giants, who earlier this week was on NFL Network's Good Morning America. Good Morning Football. Good Morning Football. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, Good Morning America is on ABC. Sorry yeah. about that. Good Morning Football, uh, where you you will hear his opinion of Nick Sirianni, as well as all the co-hosts of that show, Cackling Like Morons. Here you go. He's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player? And that guy's doing the I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's in it for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team. and First of all, really nice laugh on that woman. Yeah. God, first, God forbid. Anyway, when he was reacting to Nick mugging on the sideline mm-hmm. and making faces and so on, but his bottom line was that Nick is a passenger yes. on this bus, and anybody, well, he's the driver, but anybody could drive it. It's on autopilot. I'm trying to figure out this metaphor. And there's so much talent on the team that Nick's inconsequential. Mike Sealski. Yeah, not true uh, on multiple levels. First of all, if you've spent any time around professional sports, uh, whether you're talking about the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL. What you learn is often the most talented teams and the most talented athletes are the ones who are the hardest to coach. That because you have so much talent at your disposal, you have to keep everybody happy. You have to get you know, high-caliber players to buy into a system. So the idea that just because the Eagles are deep and talented, therefore Nick Sirianni's job is easy, is in many respects wrong on its face. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, watch the way they play. This is a well-coached team. This is a team that can go out there and depending on the opponent it's facing each week, adjust its game plan to attack whatever strengths and or weaknesses an opponent has. We saw it in this postseason against the Giants and against the 49ers. Jalen Hurts, not particularly productive throwing the ball. That's okay. The Eagles will run the ball all day long if they need to. That's just one example of what they've done all year. Uh, I think this is a lot of sour grapes from a guy whose team basically got beat handily three times. Three by the times. This season. Yes, and and the thing is, 
Nick has done a Nick. Listen, the Eagles have a ton of talent, and that's testament to the general manager. It's testament to the owner. It's testament to how he coaches them. But he has also created a culture, which is what a coach does well. Right. You know, you've been around teams. You can have teams of a lot of talent where it goes south. 2011 Eagles. Exactly. Um, the players like him. The players respect him. The players want to play for him. He's put together a good staff. It works. It works. His strengths are his ability, I think, to get along with and motivate people. That's a huge part of any coach's job. And by the way, I was thinking about this the other day. Because when they hired Nick, uh, like I didn't know anything about him, and we all learned about him that first news conference. And mm-hmm. I think every single person without exception had the reaction of, oh, my God, this is going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking about the, the guys they almost hired, the guys they interviewed. Would it have been the same with Josh McDaniels? Would it have worked with Todd Bowles? Would it have worked as well with Jared Mayo or Kellen Winslow? Not Kellen Winslow. Kellen uh, Moore. Kellen Moore. Kellen Winslow, not him. Kellen Moore. Would it have worked as well? And uh, Probably not. I don't no. think it would have. No, I don't think so. I think the one thing that Nick brings to the table— uh, that is an underrated quality in today's professional sports environment uh, and getting players to respond to you is authenticity. Uh, look, I don't love the mugging on the sideline either. I didn't care for it, for instance, in Indianapolis when after they beat the Colts, within a week of the Colts firing Frank Wright, Nick's mentor, that he was standing on a bench gesticulating to the fans. I think he's got a little bit of maturing to do in that regard. But having said that, The players don't mind it because it's Nick being Nick. Mm -hmm. And that works nowadays. Players don't want to feel like they're being sold a bill of goods by their head coach. They don't want a guy who says one thing and does another or tells them one thing and doesn't follow up on it. Nick is Nick, and they trust that Nick is going to be Nick, and they respond to that. I think that's a great point, uh, to which Brandon Graham was asked about what Julian Love had to say. You know, people always got something to say when they're at home. So they got some stuff to think about. So I ain't really going to touch too much on it. I just know that Coach Sirianni is uh, – it don't matter. What he did last year with a team that, you know, nobody thought was going to do much, you know, he ended up getting us to the playoffs. And then for his second year, it's, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to bring players in to get uh, – to do exactly what you need them to do. And we did that. My favorite part of that is uh, I'm not really going to comment. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't want to like uh, get in a feud with the guy, but that's what people say when they're sitting at home. Yes, so like a little <laughs> little backhanded I, passive aggressive. I, I love thing. any kind of uh, response like that where the victim doesn't know they've been uh, criticized or or responded to until they kind of look down and see the the pool of blood at their <laughs> feet from when the, the knife is gone in their belly. Yes. Um, and, and it's interesting because because Graham said something. I thought that was really insightful after the championship game. I asked him uh, about how did the Eagles get to this point? You know, what was Nick's role in this? You know, how did you guys go from being 4 11 and 1 in 2020 to being a Super Bowl team in 2022? And he said, you know, you guys made fun of Nick because of the flowers and the, and mm-hmm. the press conferences, but we all saw what he was and followed him. And you know, I think one of the things that gets, again, gets kind of undersold nowadays is that so many athletes now express themselves publicly through social media that the idea of a coach being demonstrative or authentic doesn't either doesn't bother them or is an asset because they're coming up in an environment where everybody is expressing themselves publicly all the time. It's not the environment that I came up in as a 
you know, 20 something in journalism and newspapers. Mm -hmm. It's not the environment you came up in, no, no, no. but it's the norm nowadays. Yep. And it seems to me Sirianni has adjusted to that or, you know, accepted that pretty well. He gets this generation of players and they get him. By the way, I understand that Brandon Graham doesn't want to take a shot at Julian Love, but we can, <laughs> which is to remind Julian Love, who's obviously not listening at the time, but to remind our listeners that the Eagles in week 14 played the, the New York Giants. And early in the game, when the score was 7 to nothing, and it was 4th and 7 for the Eagles, I believe they were at the Giants' 41-yard line, Julian Love was called covering Devontae Smith. And here's what happened. Eagles on the season are decent on fourth down. Hurts back again. He's floating it for Devontae Smith, who makes the catch. The Giants miss, and he walks into the end zone. Oh, the my Giants goodness. gambled, and Hurts went 41 yards for the touchdown, beating Darnay Holmes, oh, who my came goodness. up, flat out missed him, and trotting into the end zone was Devontae Smith. Well, it was Holmes, but yeah. also... It was also Julian Love yeah. that beat on that play. Yeah, that was one of the more memorable plays of the season where you saw these two Giants defensive backs looking like they're going to converge on Devontae and just crush him. And all of a sudden, he's caught the ball and sashaying into the end zone. And the Wait, two Giants Waving are, it at both of them. Yeah. yeah. And, anyway. Uh, anyway. Well, there you go. Julian Love, have a great offseason. We wish you the best. We'll <laughs> see you next October. Uh, by the way, let me give the numbers. 215592 Actually, number 215-592-9494. We don't take a ton of calls, but we do try to work your phone calls into every segment. So if you call, we'd love to hear from you. All right. I want to transition to another enemy of the state, and that would be <laughs> the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, who uh, decided to kind of take a shot at Howie Roseman and the Eagles organization, explaining why is it that the Eagles are back in the Super Bowl Again, and the Cowboys for 28 years in a row yeah, are not. And so here's what Jerry Jones had to say. In essence, we're seeing a couple of teams that have had some real success putting it all out there and uh, paying it, paying for it later right. in Philadelphia and, San, and uh, really uh, Los Angeles. Uh, don't think that doesn't pop my head and get my eye as far as doing it, and I know how to do that. And uh, so uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, again, it's a part of uh, uh, what you uh, put in that computer or what comes out, and we'll see, we'll see how uh, it comes. But uh, that's pretty impressive to have two teams in the last two years empty the bucket and get to the Super Bowl. Okay, so here's what he's saying. He's saying, I mean, it's obvious what he's saying. He's saying that last year the Rams won by basically – Putting everything. Yes. Trading draft picks, trading signing draft, whoever they right. need to sign. Signing guys to huge contracts, doing it like, hey, we're going to we're gonna try to get there this year, and it worked out for the Rams, uh, and the Eagles are doing the same. The Mike? No. The, the Eagles, Eagles are doing the same? The Eagles are not doing the same. First of all, the Eagles have two first-round picks next year. Um, yeah. So the idea that they've emptied the bucket in pursuit of the Super Bowl this year, it, look, what Jerry is doing is is trying to rationalize the fact that the Cowboys haven't been to a cha NFC Championship game yeah. in 28 years, let alone a Super Bowl. Well, he's thinking long term. Well, yes, you know, I, I and I, I would love to know. <laughs> Which I love. He's thinking long term. I would love to know who's the person in the background you can hear saying "right, right" when Jerry cites the Eagles as a team that goes all in and empties the bucket, because it's not true. No, <laughs> it's just not true, and. You can look at what the Cowboys have done under Jerry, where you make a long-term commitment to a Dak Prescott, 
and you sign a running back in Ezekiel Elliott, who's now in clear decline. Yep. In the NFL, that's going all in. That's saying these are the guys we absolutely have to have, and we will pay whatever we have to pay to keep them. Yep. What the Eagles are doing is saying, you know, there are certain guys who we're going to keep here long term, but we're going to maintain enough roster flexibility that if an opportunity to acquire AJ Brown comes up, we can make that move. Uh, we can sign James Bradbury, for instance, to a one-year contract, bring him in and play cornerback. Um, that's kind of the the intelligence and the genius of what Howie Roseman has done. He's allowed to be able to correct mistakes and make big moves whenever the opportunity presents themselves. It's so disingenuous because he knows it's not true. Right. The Eagles have not mortgaged his future. He's smart enough to know that. And as you just pointed out, he has to a large degree done that. He's the one that's got the quarterback with the $190 million contract. The Eagles may have to go there after this year, probably will, and mm-hmm. things will change. But the Eagles got there this year without mortgaging their future and left themselves in good shape uh, via the draft, at least. All right, one more, and this is the old one. I'm not, I'm not going to play it again, but we had Micah Parsons earlier this year saying essentially Jalen Hurts was a system quarterback. And right. I kind of got what he was saying, but it's still at some point you got to give Jalen Hurts a lot more credit than that. Um, hey, the Eagles lost twice with Gardner Minshew. I think that narrative kind of stopped, uh, yeah. right? Yes. Okay, so the bottom line, Mike Sielski. How did they manage to get to the Super Bowl considering they had a GM <laughs> who, who sold out they had a no-nothing coach, or a do-nothing coach, I guess, mm-hmm. a system quarterback, a soft schedule, uh, a pass in the postseason. What did I leave out? How is it that this Eagles team, which, and by the way, a lot of people have said it's the best Eagles team in history. It will be if it wins, mm-hmm. okay? Which has a very good chance to be the best franchise, the best team in the history of the franchise. How is it that it gets... No respect, asked Rodney Dangerfield. That's a really good question. Um, We were talking about this before the show in that uh, I do feel like Philadelphia is, and I've used this phrase before, like under the dome, right? Like people here don't pay as close attention to what's going on in the national scene in sports, and people in the national scene don't really understand what's going on in Philadelphia. Correct. We're a little parochial, and the rest of the world doesn't see us. It, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. I think I think some of it is the residue of what's happened in the past that has gotten the Eagles, in, in some ways helped to get the Eagles to this point. I'll give you an example of what I mean. Everybody saw the Carson Wentz situation blow up in 2020 and 2021, and everybody pointed out rightly at the time that the Eagles were eating so much money to move Wentz, uh, they had poured so many resources into him, traded up twice, given up all these draft picks, et cetera, et cetera, and it didn't work. But they were smart to move on when they did. Yeah. They were smart to bite the bullet they and say, contract. It, it ain't going to work. Yeah. We've got to shift. Jeffrey Lurie talked about this the other day after the championship game, is you've got to make these tough decisions sometimes. And yeah, nationally it's, oh my gosh, can you believe they committed to Carson Wentz? Meanwhile... They they draft Jalen Hurts. They take a chance, and it works out. They make some other smart moves, and it's never it's not the big thing that got them here. It's this trade here, this acquisition there, this draft pick here, and it's like uh, what, what's the fable, right? Slow and steady wins the race, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what they, they stuck done. to what they did. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I got one quick Jerry Jones anecdote uh, from yesterday, which is a friend of mine, uh, Mike Sokolowski who texted me about this last night, is in New Orleans for a bachelor party, and they're at a very fancy restaurant. I'm guessing what Commander's 
Palace. Commander Palace. Yeah, yeah. I love that restaurant. Oh. It's great. And Emeralds is tremendous. It's a tourist trap, but anyway, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Jerry Jones is in the restaurant, oh. and he's there with a bunch of guys from Philadelphia for a bachelor party. So the first thing they did is they sent Jerry Jones a shot on top of a napkin that said, Go Birds. <laughs> <laughs> and then, which he, he waved to them, mm-hmm. and then they decided from their table to do an E-A-G-L-E-S oh, chant. And apparently the maitre d', I want to find what he said, the maitre d' came over to the table and said, I wouldn't recommend doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) He said, but as they walked out, he was still there. He said, we all walked out and individually went by his table and said, go birds. He was a good spirit about it. So Jerry- I I love uh, Mike- well done. Yeah. Repres- that's representing Philadelphia well. You find Jerry Jones in New Orleans and you give him a hard time. That's great. Jerry, there was an ESPN profile of him a few years ago and the profile was practically soaking in Johnny Walker blue because that's what Jerry drinks. <laughs> oh, they, and I, They sent him one of those. Yeah, they, well, that's like, you know, yeah. $50 a shot. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. But yeah. uh, he must have been drowning his sorrows the other night in New Someday Orleans. I have to tell you the story about how, how I inadvertently bought Jim Nance a bottle of wine at that restaurant. You did? Yeah, during the NCAA finals. I, I don't want to work it okay. now, but it's, it's a good story. I'll tell you sometime. Yeah. Uh, Brian and Booth Wynn starts us out. Brian, what's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, fellas? I love listening to you. Thank you. I Thanks, haven't Brian. called in in a couple of years, um, but I just gotta just gotta tell Jerry Jones if what the Eagles are doing right now is wrong, brother. I don't want to be right <laughs> because we have plenty left in the cupboard. Our GM is not only the top GM in the league, but that guy spins all the numbers, and he never comes up doing anything illegal or you know however you want to call that in NFL terms, he's just better at it than everybody else. And I would love to see after we win the Super Bowl at the draft, maybe another David Ickers thing, we bring a big bucket up, and it's all full. And say after two and five years, the bucket is still full. Oh, that's good. <laughs> hey, Brian, good thinking. Well done. Thanks, Nicely Brian. done. Draft is in Arizona this year, I think. I think so, yeah. 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 And, and, you know, that's, that's the other component that we haven't mentioned with respect to Jerry Jones is – any owner would be frustrated if they've gone 28 years and their franchise hasn't won a Super Bowl. But the fact that Jerry is the general manager and he's getting outfoxed and outsmarted by a guy like Howie Roseman, who is, quote-unquote, not a football not guy. Not a football guy. That's got to stick in his craw. Absolutely right. Let's uh, we'll get John and Maniunk up here before the break. Hi, John. Hey, Glenn. What's up, buddy? We're good, pal. Uh, a couple of... Uh... Um, I think the Eagles are going to win, but my one big worry is how, how are we going to attract Kelsey? Are you going to put a safety on him? I don't think a Kazir White Weber or a linebacker can cover him. Yeah, you know, John, I think they're going to try both Avante Maddox and C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, okay. And, you know, I think when we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of the game, I think a little bit later with Ray around noon. But, you know, the the, the key more than covering Kelsey, I think, is going to be pressuring and confusing as much as you can Patrick Mahomes um if you go back to that Super Bowl a couple of years ago when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers destroyed the Chiefs Mahomes was running for his life the whole game and that's that's the key there it's not going to be so much can they stay with Kelsey it's going to be can they get to Mahomes and and keep him from getting the ball down he's so good at finding the seams yeah right that's what he does he's covered and then all of a sudden he's between, which is why zone coverage is tough on him, which yes. is what makes me nervous because they're going to do zone coverage. 
here's John. And by the way, the Eagles have been very good against tight ends mm-hmm. all year. John, here's what I think. He's going to have nine catches for 98 yards and a touchdown, and the Eagles are going to win. That's what I think. I hope so. He, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's he'll do his damage. Yeah. Their wide receivers are not great. Hardman's out. Mm-hmm. You keep them from doing damage. They have the good young running back. Again, we'll cover all this with Ray later, but to me it's like you give him it's in the NBA. Like, okay, we're giving Jordan 30 points. Yeah. Look, we'll, we'll stop the other guy. Look, they, they couldn't stop Rob Gronkowski five years ago either. Right. He was the Patriots' best offensive player, and they still managed well, to win Well, hopefully they game. don't give up 510 yards this game, but we'll find out. Hey, it's, it's the formula that works, Glenn. I don't know what you're <laughs> complaining with about. It. Yeah. 215-592-9494. As we said, Ray's going to join us at 11. Seth Wicker, uh, at noon, excuse me, Seth Wickersham of ESPN at 11. Uh, and we want to talk to you all day. We are excited a week away from the Super Bowl on the anniversary of the Eagles winning the last one. Very good vibes in this city right now. With Mike Sealski, I'm Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.